Hi. Hey guys, my name is Chanel Perillo, and I'm a casting director and producer based in Los Angeles. I've cast shows like Drag Race, F Boy Island, The Real Housewives franchise, A Million Dollar Listing, to name a few. I want to welcome you to Shut Up Chanel, a podcast where I take you through my LGBTQIA journey, while each week I get to chat with the queer royalty that helped shape me. Buckle up, because I know you're going to want to tell me to shut up. Hold on, let me record. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Chanel. You're so extra. <laughs> Welcome to the stage. What? Welcome to the pod. She is my sister. She is the one that taught me that I am a diva. She mm. is LaTroice. LaTroice. <laughs> Motherfucking Royale. She's an American drag performer, a recording artist, a reality TV personality. She's best known for the fourth season of RuPaul's Drag Race, which I talk about a lot on this podcast already. Welcome to the stage, Latrice. Hi. Hi, Chanel. (laughs) I cannot with you. I can't. What? What? Tell me what you are. What you were thinking. This right is now. exactly what I expected, but I didn't expect it. Like I'm not surprised, but this is so you. I love the backdrop. Love the earphones. Love the mic. Love the fit. Love the tits. Love the gloss. Diva. Oh my god! It's so good to see you. <laughs> It's good to see you. I mean, it's a Friday night. I had work all day today and I got my ass ready for you because I've been I've been so excited to have you on the pod. I love this. I love this. Well, I like to start off each episode with how we met. So I kind of want you to tell me, tell me your interpretation of how we how we fucking met, girl. <laughs> now I have a vivid story about well we met over the phone first I think I first talked to you over the phone because in my show I have a bit where I talk about my audition process and getting on the show and how I got there and (laughs) I talk about you and I go uh I got the call and I'm like we loved your um we loved your (laughs) we loved your um email we loved your email but we really need you to get your video in right away i was just like what audition tape what are you talking about because i did not know they were auditioning when i had sent an email in i did not know where the email was gonna go and and then i get on the show and you are our everything you are our girl you are our diva, our savior, our sanity, our protector, our everything. And bitch, I don't know. It wouldn't have been the same experience without you. I know that for sure. 
So like you made my time on Drag Race so pleasant and so like I felt like good because I had you there and I knew that you were taking care of the girls. You were not going to let us get fucked over. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I just had Ms. Willem on the pod and I was terrified. I was terrified of everything she was going to say. Oh, about... she has, she knows where the bodies are, girl. So. But she talks about like all the breakdowns we all had and how I was kind of like this driving force of like getting you all to like want to continue on. So Like for real, because we had some moments, girl. We had some moments where I was just, ooh, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about a couple for sure, but I do want to take it back because when you said that you remember our phone call, that's how that I was like tonight, I was in the bathtub and I was like thinking about the first time we actually spoke. And it, this is what's crazy to like the people listening is like season four, like that was like kind of the first like Season three, I mean, you had to make a tape, like you always had to make a tape, but season four is when like they got more like strict on like the requirements of what right. like, what you had in order to make it on to the show. And there, but there was this main email that we would check and, and Queens would submit to it. And it was like, it was like hot. It was like, it was like looking for like needles in a haystack because there right. was like so many emails and some people would like just send like a link or and I remember you had sent I swear tell me if I'm wrong but I remember you had like sent a video of you day drag performance at Palace at Palace I did yeah yeah and it was like and it was this email and it was like Latrice Royale which already like the name like the name like caught me and then we like go to this link and I remember me and the other cast the casting director Angela at the time Angela, um, yes. Uh, Angela is an unsung hero. I mean, she—I <laughs> love Angela. Yeah, we pulled up your video, and it was like I had—I ne- don't even think I had seen Day Drag. You know, like I was used to like like Night Dream Club. Girls nightclubs, like theater performances. But yeah, I hadn't—I hadn't been to Palace yet. I hadn't done the Miami drag scene yet, and so we were just like. I was astounded by your video. And then I think we, I think we even did like a zoom video with you. Like immediately. Yeah. It was uh-huh. like, but it was like Skype. Cause I don't even think it was, was Skype back then. It was Skype. <laughs> and you were so loved. Like, like I remember it was like, we just, you were just like real people. And, and I was just, I, I knew, I knew you were a star. I just fucking knew it. <laughs> it's and you come in for Drag Race, and we really did, like, bond on set. And, yeah, like, we just, like, really bonded. We did. Because you're a no-nonsense bitch, and you knew that I was a no-nonsense bitch, and so we clicked, for sure. You really had to go to bat for us because they were ridiculous. Like, they were <laughs> the things that <laughs> we had to endure with that low-budget at the time mm-hmm. um, situation, <laughs> the no-budget the $39 for nine grown men to eat, like that moment was, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like grown ass men. Because I'm, ass men. I'm like, I was thinking back and I'm like, you were, I mean, you were like, you weren't young. Like, like you no, were I was old. 39 then. I was 39, yeah. 39 years old. And yeah. I'm like this little 24 year old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which is so crazy. Cause I just like always assumed that we were like peers and I'm like, no, uh-huh. like you're like, 
oh, I'm around the same age, like getting close to the same age that you were. <laughs> 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 but, you know, we like, we just like, we had that like look in each other. Like we just like knew each other were down bitches. We knew that we both like to smoke blunts. We knew that we both. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Oh my god. And like I could like really I, again um I could I could have this edited but like cuz I'm wondering like how much you want to talk about. Yeah, you know I'm an open book. Okay. I ain't scared. Well. Okay. Yeah, I like, it's, it's been so long where like I'm like completely different person so I feel like it's been like long enough time that I can reflect on this like version of myself. And it was like all such like done in like sisterhood and love. So Yeah, down. All right, my editor doesn't have to. Yeah, well, okay. So one night we like <laughs> tell it. <laughs> no, it was just I thought I knew that because I was gonna say like, what was the moment you fell in love with me? <laughs> but I remember this night. It was the longest day ever. I had like already been like, especially in my early twenties. Like that's how I scoped out friendships. I was like, you like to smoke weed. I like to smoke weed. We're going to smoke weed together. Like I liked a stoner bitch. I always have. <laughs> it's like, it's how Marco wow. and I became friends. Like a lot of my <laughs> best friendships happened over a joint. It's just like, that's how friend our friendship how began. Yeah. And there was this one night after set and we were all so tired and we get back to the hotel and Every night, like I would go in the in the van, I would like park my car at the hotel in the morning, and then I would just like drive home from the hotel because I like made sure that you guys got to the yeah, hotel at, yeah. night, at like a reasonable hour. And we get back to the hotel, and I was like, God, I can't wait to like smoke smoke when I get home. And like I remember Sharon at the time, she was like, Well, why don't you just come and smoke with me and Latrice? And I was like. <laughs> Is that an option? Like, how do you guys yeah. like? How do you guys have weed? <laughs> Sharon's like, oh, Latrice has some weed, <laughs> and I was like, okay, you can't tell a soul. I'll meet you in the hallway. I can't believe I'm telling this story. I just, I can't believe I'll meet you in the hallway, like after everyone goes to bed. And so Sharon meets me in the hallway, and she's like, we'll just go. I do this with Latrice every night, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Like Sharon Needles and Latrice, this like, like, uh, like never would have imagined best buds in the fucking world. Like, wow. <laughs> it was like the odd couple. So we like knock at your door, and you are so surprised because I'm like, this is like. Right, I was not expecting you. This is like breaking the fourth, like what is it, the fourth wall or the whatever. Fourth wall, yeah, it was like a glitch sure. in a made, and I like almost just wanted to see what you would do. Like I wasn't even sure if I was going to, but then you open the door and you're shocked, and I'm like, I'm here to smoke a blunt, and you're like, oh, and then you just like pulled out this blunt from the back of your pocket. <laughs> And it was so big. And me, you, and Sharon went on the balcony and we smoked a blunt. You remember how we had to climb out the window to get to the balcony because there was not really a door there, but that's what we did. And you know what? The overnight PA was this like stoner kid that like didn't like, he literally would just like go sleep in the room. And so I was I like, I know, that's where we got our weed from. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't Chanel Perillo. Chanel Perillo did not provide the weed. She only smoked it. Maybe uh, that PA, I forget his name, but we, won't out. we don't need to out him. Don't need to out him, but baby, he would bring his little roller case. 
<laughs> and I would give my little sixty dollars from the ATM every week, bitch. <laughs> you were buying, <laughs> well, like a true stoner bitch. You know what I mean? Like I, I could find weed all over the world. I mean, we have, we have, we have. <laughs> I think mean, we have. so yeah we really bonded and then i was just like new i was like oh like i'm always gonna and we like laughed the whole time like i'll never forget like yeah like just laughing so hard and yeah that was the beginning i think of our friendship (laughs) yeah 100 100 like just a damn bitch We're, we're good we're good I brought up on the last episode with Willem about, because we were talking about like uh, catchphrases on set and how like, or I was, I, I don't even know if it was Willem. I was talking to what or the Heathers. I was talking to someone on the pod about this, but I brought up the story about how like I would, remember I would always be like, Latrice. And every morning, and then one day Rue said it on the main stage and I like gagged. Gagged, gagged. <laughs> Gagged. 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 <laughs> like, there it is. And now it's, there it is. Yeah. It was such a period of my life where, like, I was, like, still, you know, like, I was still figuring out, like, where I kind of, like, fit in this whole world. And I remember, like, people would call me, like, when I first started hanging out with gays, like, the term, like, fag. That was the word. And then I remember, I remember like that, not be like that, like that, not being PC anymore. And people started like calling, like, they were like, no, you're a fruit fly. Like that's right. That, that was a whole other thing. A fruit fly. <laughs> that was another thing. And I was telling you all this because like, I think it was just like when like you guys were trying to figure me out and I'm like, yeah, people say I'm a fruit fly. And you were like, you said something to me that day and you were like, no, don't let anyone call you a fruit fly. You were like that. We used to call those like girls, like the, like, like you like have flies around you. And yeah, you like, exactly. And I was like, well, then what am I? And you were like, Chanel, you're a diva. Like, that's why gays 100%. like you. They don't like you because of like a title. They like you because you're a diva. Period. And that really stuck with me. Period, honey. <laughs> And now look at her. She has embraced her diva hood, honey. She knows she's a diva. Yeah, look at you. Look at you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like in true diva fashion, this is what I expected. Oh, my God. Well, (laughs) I mean, after Drag Race, we stayed, like, really close. I even spent a Thanksgiving at your house. Oh, my God, you did come down. You did. After Drag Race, we had the Drag Race cruise. And <laughs> it was like the week after Thanksgiving. And I don't know. I remember texting my mom and was like, I'm going to skip Thanksgiving this year. And <laughs> I'm going to go have Thanksgiving with Latrice. And her mom was like, okay. <laughs> Baby, you got some soul food. You got some eating, some good eatings, honey. But when I tell you, like, the show had, like, you know, you had just started getting, like, all these fucking bookings, and I'm on the plane about to fly to Florida, and Latrice texts me, and she's like, she's like, honey, I just got this sickening booking, I'm gonna be a day late, she's like, I did! 
Monday, um, we're gonna are gonna be at my house, and you three will have Thanksgiving at my friend Chelsea's house. But everything's fine. We'll hang out. Oh outside. my god, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for my mom. I was like, damn. But I ended up having the best time in Hollywood, Florida. It was like I got to stay at your house, and like it was just like the best. That's it. It really like, is. I don't have to even be there. You were still, I knew you were going to be taken care of. So, <laughs> <laughs> I want to kind of like go back because, like, there's even stuff like I don't know about you. And I think like people would like to know about you and like we'll like dig a little. But I want to know, like, how did drag come about for you? Well, it was a dare on Halloween. Like, that's what started it all for real. Um, what age are we talking though? And like I'm talking, you're talking like, I was 21. 21. Yeah, because yeah, I'm 51. Yeah, 30 years. Yeah, there you go. 1993 is when I started. Mm -hmm. so and so it, it was a years. dare. A dare. And then like had you like had you played around with drag? Like, did you watch any, like, did you have any drag idols? No, I I knew who RuPaul was. I was singing Supermodel then because that's when it came out. I had seen drag shows before. My first drag show was Kenny Kerr in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Boy Last on the Strip back in the day. They were at the Stardust. And then that was like all I knew about drag. And I was mesmerized, but never thought I was ever going to do it. That was not in my cards. That was, mm -hmm. I was a color guard girl. She was twirling flags and doing her thing. But then when I started getting, like, aging out of color guard and realized that I had something special with drag, because I did, this, did the contest, did my first drag show contest, and it was horrible. But then I came back the next week and won. And I was like, uh-oh. There's something there. And then maybe the rest is history. 30 years I've been doing this. And I know like you're back. I know that you were raised in Compton, right? Yeah, I'm from Compton. So when, where were you at 21? 21, I was here in Florida. Okay, so yeah, what brought, I, yeah. So I, I want you to like take me back. So like so, raised in Compton, okay, so, what brought you to Florida? Okay, so I left I left Compton after I left like Southern California because we were living in the Valley. We were living in Moreno Valley at the time when I was 19. Mm -hmm. I left there when I got out of by my brother. We had a huge fight and I left. And so I moved to Wisconsin to do color guard with another one of my friends for a year. So I lived in Wisconsin for a year from 91 to 92. And then that summer of 92, I moved to South Florida to march in another color guard down here called the Alliance of Miami because my best friend was down here. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll come march my age out because I was the aging out. It was going to be my last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So I moved down to Florida um, did, doing color guard here. And then the following summer, I did my first drag show contest because they convinced me and it's audience applause so they're like all your friends come you're gonna win so mm -hmm. all my color guards friends came mm -hmm. to cheer for me and i won <laughs> and so that was the beginning of the end like i, I like 
it's just stuck. Like I knew I had something. And then like when I started like implementing my my color guard skills with my drag skills and merging them, mm-hmm. it was a wrap, honey. It was a wrap. Oh my God. Fun fact, I tried out for color guard twice and didn't make it. Girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> These folks, you do have to audition. It is not just for the fat kids that didn't make cheerleading. Like, if that's yeah. worse on my self-esteem than, like, going can... to an awkward stage of my life and also not getting accepted onto color. Not right? you or Meg. Fully Meg. Shut up, Meg. Like, <laughs> our lives are very parallel. Meg and mine from Family Guy. In fact, back in the early my party days with detox and them would bully me, they would all call me Meg. You're Meg. That's horrible. I know. And then, and like, who doesn't make color guard? And my excuse was like, my my school was like, they were like highly ranked. So I just told myself that was why. But they were, they were too good or you were too bad. Either yeah. Was I was like a bit a small fish in a big pot. Is that the phrase? A, I was a big, a small. No, you were a small fish in a big pond. Yes, yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone from high school is listening to this, <laughs> what high school did you go to? Rancho Bernardo High School. Oh, I'm not Rancho Bernardo. They did have a good guard. See? They did. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So wait, but like t- your brother outed you? How did I not know that? Oh, I don't know. But yeah, that's what yeah, that's what got me out of there. We got in a huge fight. One of my friends had got some like porn, you know, and mm-hmm. um, from the store wanted me to hide it until he could sneak into his house. So I did, and I had one of those beds that pull out, you know what I mean? So I put mm-hmm. it in the trundle bed. Yeah, I hid it underneath the drawer. And then he went snooping in my room and found it and then told my mom I was a faggot and he found porn in my room and all that. See, kids don't even have to worry about hiding porn. Like, they don't even know. In the finger is the, the palm of your hand nowadays. Like, yeah, you used to have to go to the like, store and be like, I'll take big cocks. <laughs> and like... I feel like, yeah, more moms were probably finding porn back in the day than they are now. You know, I oh, feel yeah. like now they just look up search histories, which is the search history. Way scarier, way <laughs> scarier. It's real, real easy to search. But what's your relationship like with your brother now? What was that? Oh like? my God. So we've come a long way. So he's done a 180 and we are better than we've ever been. And I have my family back. I've been reconnecting and like finding new family because i'm on ancestry and so is that crazy it's wild it's wild to me like especially because so much scandal behind my family they took it to the grave honey there's a lot of baby mamas and baby daddies from back in the day and we're like well who is this and who is that because baby i don't know this yeah it it makes you find like the scandal bitch the dna dig up the bones honey it's whatever you thought was buried (laughs) i know 
I know you go into ancestry thinking it's like you're gonna find out how much like I went into it being like I wonder how much Italian and baby I found a half sister see nobody told you my dad and I used to make jokes about it at the table like we used to joke like, oh, I bet I have some half, like, you know, the 70s were wild. Like there was no, you know, there wasn't no morning after pill. And like, and and here's how I look at it. It's like now, like, if like I sleep with anyone, I could get their credit report the next morning, you know, That's like all. everything's yeah. online. But like, if you got knocked up in the 70s, like you and you didn't get the guy's phone number or, you know, like. Right. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> I found a half sister. Shout out if she listens to this. Um, we, <laughs> we DM we DM occasionally. <laughs> it's like it's a really weird thing because I'm older and they're older and like yeah. and we don't live in the same city. And so I'm taking it with a grain of salt. And I'm glad that like my dad actually found out before he passed, which is crazy. He didn't even know either. No, he had no idea. And he was like sick when he was finding out so he was like probably thinking like what the fuck is going on but they got to talk which was like yeah crazy did not mean for this part of the podcast to take a right like this but But that i mean hey you segued me but wild right yeah and and like and we had made so many jokes and so and then like when i found out i told my grandma and it was when my dad was like getting sick and i was like maybe like like do we tell him like you know it's like but he ended up fighting out. And so I guess that's the way the universe wanted it to go. But yeah, like crazy. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also, I, and like, I found, I found like, it even caused like rifts in the family because we found out like this one aunt like had like hidden this one child that she had. So yeah, crazy shit. So I'm sure it was a lot for you. Oh yeah. It was a lot well. of processing, a lot of processing. But the good thing is that like we are, my, my cousin is doing Thanksgiving in Atlanta and he's doing it big. And like, he is getting together the family and all the kids and the kids' Mm -hmm. kids and the kids' kids. Like, I'm a great, great uncle. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. That's wild to me. Yeah, if you could talk to yourself like even 10 years ago, would you think that you would? Oh, no, I would still be like, girl, please, you're going to be doing what? Doing where? With who? No, no. Like, I could have never, I mean, I I knew I was destined for greatness. That was the general consensus. But how great, I did not know. You know, I didn't know what the limit would be and what, what, kind of range we were talking. I was just glad to get, you know, more than $125 for a booking. You know what I mean? At the time, you know, I did not know I would be at this, in this place, you know what I mean? And so it, I've super exceeded my expectations and goals as far as, mm-hmm. as I still feel like I'm just getting warmed up and I'm not even like started yet. Like I'm like nowhere. Now I have bigger dreams and aspirations because I'm like, now nah, I know the sky's the limit. So let's let's do it. Oh, I just got the chills. Cause <laughs> yeah. I think I think back on drag race and you still weren't that's what's crazy, people listening. Like you were 39 years old, you got on drag race, but like you were even still like you had just finished dealing with all of your legal drama. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh out the joint. 
Yeah. yeah. Fill me yeah. in on that. Like what age was that? When did that happen to you? Because I so feel like that's a part of my journey too. Yeah. So literally everything happened. So when did I get on? 2000, 2011, right? Mm -hmm. So it all started literally 10 years prior to that, mm -hmm. but it didn't come to a head to 2006. So from 2006 to 2007 is when I got sentenced to prison. I was actually in prison behind the walls. And this is for a violation of probation for a prescription pill. Like, that's what it boiled down to. And so... And you were in Florida. And I was in Florida, which is, you know, known for Jim Crow, harsher crimes for Black folk, all the kind of things. So mm -hmm. literally for the crime that I did, if I was a different race, it would not have been, it would have been a little slap on the wrist. I, we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have a story. I wouldn't have had a story. But because it went the way it went, you know, it is what it is. So mm -hmm. I had got out of jail literally. So 2007, Drag Race came on in 2009. And I auditioned for season four. So I had, was still in the process of rebuilding my drag. I had nothing. Girl, I had nothing. Like, really, I was broke and trying to like rebuild and get myself together mm -hmm. and that was my that's why it was so important that I got on the show because it was going to change I knew it was going to change my life you know mm -hmm. I was also fearful that I wasn't going to get cast because I had been in prison but little did I know that that was going to be my story arc and that was the whole you know point you know mm -hmm. so it wound up being a very positive thing because you know that was the first thing out the gate that Rue asked me when, when was my end of the world moment because we did the repocalypse mm -hmm. and when was my end of the world moment and I just told her I was like when I was in prison mm -hmm. my world was shattered over but from that I rebuilt you know what I mean and so like here I am and if you would have told me like 12 years ago that these things that are happening, these opportunities that are happening would be happening. I, I I couldn't see it. I could never see it. But here I am, bitch. Still climbing the ladder of success. Oh my God. Like what do, like what is, what are you trying to do next? How has <laughs> like, like you what know, is next for TV you? film is like my main thing that I have been concentrating on. I've been transitioned. I've transitioned out of the nightclubs. You know, that was my number one goal. And so, you know, she's honed in on her cabaret and storytelling and singing. So that live aspect of my life is wonderful. And that's what I enjoy doing mm -hmm. is cabaret. You know, I just got done rapping on We're Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I am so, I could cry just thinking about it. Like, nothing seems more perfect than that. Like, that to me is the Cinderella slipper for me uh, of gigs. Like, to me, I'm like, duh, <laughs> of course, this makes sense. So that was a wonderful experience, and I can't wait for that to come out because it's going to be some powerful, good television. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing voiceover work. I am doing... I got a, a, a new gig that I'm working on uh, with Nickelodeon that I'm working on, and it's mm -hmm. incredible. 
Yeah, I can't wait to be able to share that information, but I have been... Get out of here. I mean, I'll never forget that. Remember the Snatch Game episode of your season? Oh, girl. Could never forget it. Yeah. Latrice was so mad that day. (laughs) He almost quit because of Snatch Game. I did. I was over it, and I knew I I thought I was going home. Uh, I was so mad. You were, yeah. I just kept re- remember you going, the level of professionalism <laughs> of you people. Like, like <laughs> you wouldn't even look at Fifi, like look at her. That, that, that I wasn't... could not, could not look at her. And you were always like the nice, like you were never pissed. <laughs> like everyone, I always had to deal with like who was going to have a mood each day. It would be like someone. You did. You did. It'd be like, oh, today I'm gonna have to deal with Sharon, or like today Dita's the one pissing me off, or you know, <laughs> Willem, Willem's giving me gray hair, jiggly fucking jiggles. Oh over Lord, here. poor oh, jiggly. Well, I gotta have jiggly on here. I feel like she'll go off. Jiggly. <laughs> <laughs> Season forever. But yeah, that day, like you were not having it, and I feel like the edit, like, kind of showed you were like pissed, but like no one really like. You had to be there, like Latrice. Yeah, no, it that started night. that morning that that like I could not even pull it together to pretend that morning. I was so shooketh, like angry, angry. And what you're saying is because like we filmed like we filmed Snatch Game all one day, and then like the <gasps> next the next day is like supposed to be like the next, you know, it's like the next day, like your reactions and you like, yeah, you didn't want to talk to anyone. You didn't like, didn't you make them issue you an apology or something? (laughs) (laughs) Please tell this diva. (laughs) I just, when we were in the workroom and I slammed my hand out on the ground, (laughs) I was hot to try. And I was like, I'm here for that. Uh, that's not what I came here for. No, they all felt like little kids. Like you could see them like little kids with their, like they're in trouble with mom and dad. And they're all like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like jiggly apologize and owned up to it. Fifi was still making excuses, which pissed me off even more. I was like, just own it, bitch. Just own it. It was you in the front row acting a fool. Just own it. So mad at her. I'm so just dying that that wasn't on camera because the the video, like an image of you slamming a table <clears throat> in the workroom, like everyone was like. Yeah, no, it was. And because like, I remember even Rue, like, because here's the thing, like Rue's really good at like, like, like not like letting like being hard to read if you will like not knowing if she's actually pissed or like no she know. was annoyed she was fucking annoyed and that's why I was there, like this is embarrassing y'all are pissing Rue off is what's happening right now and y'all not reading the fucking room y'all can't tell this woman's getting annoyed when she didn't told you to calm down Beyonce little Kenya the hell were you doing what <laughs> Oh my god, shout out to Kenya Michaels. I do have this image of one of our dark days at the pool 
And that was the day I discovered Latrice Royale has the best playlist of music. Oh, right. We were jamming. We had a dark day, which a dark day meant like we got to hang out at the hotel. I think I would just, I was like, I'll have a dark day too. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a pool day and you played. And I just remember Kenya walking around with like her, her titties taped. <laughs> <laughs> It was a really, oh my God, we had so much fun. I have like, like I just like wrote down memories. I, okay, so I'm dying because now that like there's all this talk about aliens and UFOs and everything, I have this story of like, like me and you saw a UFO. <laughs> Chanel, here we go. Oh my God. We saw. <laughs> Are we going there? Are we, we going saw, there? We saw you have Oladries. Like the world needs to know and believe me. Because every time I tell people drunk at a party, they don't believe me. Oh, so no. here I am with my iced coffee and Latrice Royale. <laughs> Will you? How would you describe the UFA, UFO sighting? <laughs> I don't remember. All I remember is us going, did you see that? Did you see that? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I think it was the same night that me and Mimi I'm first, like, which I don't know how I wound up with Mimi I'm first in an elevator going to your hotel room one night. I was at the Ramada on Santa Monica Boulevard. I can tell you why. And I have the video. I just found it. <laughs> Shut up. I have some video that would wreck your your life because if it was edited the right way, it would sound like you're saying it, but you were just repeating the story because you guys got in the elevator and this naked man got in there with you. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, and you could lie. I was terrified. He got robbed and beat up. <laughs> <laughs> set the scene <laughs> and I want you to finish <laughs> and I really could get canceled like you canceled. could canceled but, but you are only repeating what he had said to y'all but I because... still should have never fucking repeated it went to Latrice fucking Royale <laughs> but that's how close we are I was at Mickey's for something it must have been drag week I used no. to call no what happened was we were all there back in the day for the premiere of season five. And so we were all getting ready to go out for to the premiere for season five. And it was Mimi was came up to my room. It was me, you, Carmen Carrera, Manila. All the stoners. All the stoners. <laughs> <laughs> and I oh. have that video. I'll just send it to you. <laughs> oh my god so Mimi I'm first like yeah I think I like stopped at Mickey's first and and got Mimi on first and she was like come to Latrice's room with me we're in the elevator to go up to your room and this like naked guy <laughs> comes in the elevator and is telling us this crazy story about how he got robbed and we're like just trying to get up to Latrice's room to like <laughs> smoke a blunt and we come in your room and we're telling you this crazy story and then we smoke the blunt and then we're all looking out the window and I swear we saw a UFO and everyone saw it so everyone saw it but we all did smoke the same blunt so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't well, know if there's a parallel there, but yeah. We I did. we totally saw it. Oh, saw it. Oh my god, so crazy. <laughs> I even like followed you to San Francisco one time for a gig because I specifically remember all of season four, all I wanted to do was learn how to tongue pop. Oh my god. Like I was like really trying to find my gay card and <laughs> oh my god. That was not your passion, baby. Was, I, uh, I wanted to I wanted to tongue pop and I could never do it. And the queens would like every day they'd be like, Can you tongue pop yeah? And I'd be like, like I couldn't do it. And one night we were in San Francisco and I'll, I still have the image of us. Like we were backstage and you love an apple martini, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to buy Latrice a drink, buy her an apple martini. <laughs> and we were drinking apple martinis. And because the apple martini was so sour, I tongue popped for the first time. You and did. I- By accident, it happened. It was, oh my God, I did we laughed for like 20 minutes. You were dying because you knew how bad I wanted to do it. You so were bad. like, it was the pinnacle of your career moment of drag to be, you felt like in that moment you had solidified your card. This is it. I'm in, bitch. I'm official. <laughs> it's happened, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. I also went to your wedding. You were at our wedding. Oh my God. So I remember when Christopher and and Latrice first started <laughs> dating. It was like right after Drag Race, right? It was. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, we, met, we met December 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. December 22nd of 2012. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's so long. And like, I love Christopher, I know you're you're gonna listen to this episode. Oh, of course. He always checks on me, and like he's just like the sweetest, and I just love the two of you. But your wedding was so fun; it was a freaking blast. It was one of the most fun weddings I've ever been to. It was star studded too. The girls came, honey. No one went to DragCon New York that year. They're right. <laughs> All the stars were at the wedding. It was fun. Oh my god, yeah, you had like everyone, and you like and like yeah, it was very star studded. I have like images of like it was like Bianca Del Rio, Brooklyn Heights, like everyone was Angela, there. yeah, Manila, yeah, the girls. Oh my god, I went to I got to go to Willem. Swinging Richards for my first time. Willem was there. Yeah. I, yeah, I got to go to Swinging Richards, which was, is that still around? Um, I think so. Maybe. Yeah. But they get, you get to see the whole enchilada, don't you, at the Swinging Richards? Yeah, Swinging Richards is, I, to the, well, I have a crazy fucking story about that, your wedding weekend. So it's, it's like a, it's like a strip club, but all guys. And yeah. the guys like get on you. There's like a back room, like a champagne room. Like they have it like strip clubs with like women, but it's men. And it's like, it's like this bar in the middle of the woods. You could like smoke mm-hmm. inside. It was like, it's like a movie. You walk in, you like feel like you're in a different time. And it's like the guys all like do da- like choreographed dances. This one guy like humped my back and like came on my back. And like, People were like, are you okay? Like, I felt... Did you feel violated? Like... Like, Anthony took me home after because Pasta <laughs> Body was like, that was not okay. <laughs> that is so not cool. Even, yeah, Bianca Del Rio was like, are you okay? I was like, what just happened? 
like <laughs> my back was covered and it was disgusting. Ew, I mean, I'm sure it's not the first time, but like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! It's I mean yeah yes I had come on my back but uh, but <laughs> at least you knew the person at you know was... yeah I would still go back it's a really good time love <laughs> oh you would go back <laughs> to that go go boy that came on my back I remember I Consent fucking remember is sexy like at least ask first oh my god so? I just and then I just. I just feel like you were such a part of like my early stage of like finding my confidence and my like my place in the community. And like you always were such a big like supporter of me as like a woman. No, no, Shana, I was always so proud of you because you were so such a self-starter and self such a self-motivator. You know what I mean? You were a go-getter and you hustled. And I watched you hustle and like um when you, I'll tell you one of my one of my most proudest moments when you're like, I'm getting my tats, I'm getting my tats. I said, "What?" She's like, "Bitch, cash coin saved up, paying for myself." And I was like, "That's what I'm talking about. That's a diva bitch move right there." And look at her out right now. Hey, girls. <laughs> hey, twins. <laughs> so, like, bitch, like, that was right there. Like, that showed me who you were. Like, you were always determined you were going to do what you you did, what you said. And that was it. Like, she was like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to be about it. I'm going to show you what this bitch can do. And you do it. I mean, yeah, these were my RuPaul titties. Season four. They really were. You saved the coin. You did. You did. You said you were going to do it, and you did it. <laughs> and I fucking did it. You know what? I have this, like, theory, like, it's like, you think about something every day, like, until you fucking do it, you're going to keep thinking about it. Like, that thought's not going to go away. I had thought about getting my boobs done every day since I saw the first set of cleavage. Like, I'll never forget, I this, like, teenage girl had, like, beautiful cleavage, and I remember being like, I want that. And it honestly, like, whenever I would, like, see, like, I just thought, like, that to me was femininity. And I, like, really, and then when my boobs never came in, I was like, well, when am I going to get my femininity? <laughs> and so it was like, <laughs> it was something I thought about every fucking day to, like, even, like, my parents were sick of it. They were, like, buy them already. Like, we're so sick of hearing you talk about them. <laughs> but I try to do, like, I try to live like that now. Like, that's why the podcast, it was something I thought about every day. And I'm like, Chanel, until you just fucking pick up a mic, you're going to, like, keep thinking about it. Yeah. And now you're doing it. Mm -hmm. What's something Passion. that you've overthought in your life? That I've overthought? Yeah. And made happen. Oh, and made happen. Oh, oh, I like that. Well, you know, I it's like, like the way my business kind of like came out of necessity, mm -hmm. like because I didn't trust bitches. Let's just be real. Like I had heard horror stories about girls getting taken advantage of and all these kind of things, and I was just like. I don't want to be that bitch. I want to be my own self-made person, like, throughout this experience. And mm -hmm. I, you know, got my team together of people who I trusted to help me navigate through. You know, we stumbled away, you know, but we did it. And, like, 
that to me is like my biggest accomplishment is like like when everybody else was touring like Dita it was Dita I can tell you it was Dita Sharon mm-hmm. Fifi and Jiggly that were touring right off the bat for my season mm-hmm. I wasn't well um, that was because they all went with date that they went they with the with one yeah. they went with the one manager there was like the one there was, manager. There was one company and then I was like nope I'm not I'm not ready to do that so I stayed back, created my own situation, and I didn't start touring to that next spring, but I fully rolled out as in, an incorporate a corporation. And so like that to me was my biggest thing that I am so proud of because no one can take that away from you. Like once you build something that's yours and it's your name, this is you, it's yours. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really happy about that. You're talking about Latrice Royale International, right? And, and Latrice Royale Incorporated. And, incorporated. And, incorporated, yeah. And so it's great. Like, now and I, that's why I remember LTI. And L-R-I. I, LRI. <laughs> and I remember, I remember when it first started, because that's the thing I was like, I was trying to help the girls like find management stuff because I knew how big season four was going to be. I just had right. this feeling. I was like, people are ready for this. Like, people are really starting to like, warm up to the show and like I knew how big your impact was going to be on the show and I remember you starting your company and I think what a lot of people don't know is like you started that company and like you brought the people that had been by your side with you since the beginning like Chelsea love Chelsea shout out Chelsea she's always (laughs) like she took me in right away too like family so but yeah like go on with what you were going to say yeah so like it was just it was just necessary for me to do that because I didn't want everything that I've worked for to go to some other bitch and they run off of my coin or my success, which I was terrified of. And so out of necessity, I felt like I had to do this. And it was the only way that I can own every part of me. And so now here I am in this day and age and fully incorporated and now that I'm getting into television and screen and all that kind of thing, you know, Latrice Royale is now a loan out company for Timothy Wilcox. You know what I mean? She's like very that, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know all, what all that means. Like, you know, when you're dealing with payroll, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you have to pay my company to pay me and all that kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's it's respected. I'm a full on entity and, and I'm very proud of that now. Well, yeah, you were like, you had worked so like you had, like we we had said in earlier in this conversation, it's like you had been through the trenches, like you were dealing with the fucking US prison system, like, like, to think of like, ever like handing over 10% of like your coin to some like dude in New York that you like barely (laughs) fucking knew, like, no, no, ma'am. Not gonna happen. Not this way, no. But I have <laughs> stories, you guys, of Latrice in like the like the first couple of years when it was like like insane, and like you had. I remember you having like so much money that you didn't know what to do with it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you were there when we were. I, I had Juju the Iron in my. Mind. Do you remember that? Yes. It might have been on the cruise. I think it was the cruise. It was the cruise. You didn't know. You're like, guys, I don't know what to do with all the money. And you just kept pulling out bags. And I was like, 
bags of coin, honey. I had never experienced it. was like trash bags of money, like crazy tip. And crazy that was tip. like, that's what I just like. That was so like the beauty of it is like seeing my friends that I knew struggled. I mean, I knew Sharon Needle struggled. I, like, like I knew, you know, like watching. Yeah. Watching my friends that I knew had struggled, like get all this coin was just like, and and it was crazy. But you talk, you talked it with the people still talk. The girls still talk about that, like make jokes about all like when Latrice had those bags of money, and you just like were like, you didn't know what to do with it all. And I remember Juju being like, "Girl, we gotta iron that." So it's easier when you cash it in. It's true. When you deposit it, it just goes so much faster than the machine. Where did large and in charge chunky yet funky come from? Isn't that funny? Okay, so the large and in charge was just, you know, everybody says large and in charge when they're fat. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, come on, Chanel. I'm like, you know. <laughs> come on, girl. <laughs> but the chunky yet funky, my friend Chuck from Naples, I uh, used to work over there at his club. And so when he would announce that I was coming over mm-hmm. to the West Coast, he was like, the chunky yet funky Latrice Royale coming over. So he actually gave me that mm-hmm. name long before I even ever thought about a drag race. Like, I didn't even realize I had a catchphrase or a name, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Until I said it on, I'm like, well, that's what he, I'm the largest in charge and yeah, funky. And so, you know, I said a lot of shit on the show. I I never thought about it being a catchphrase or catching on or whatever. Because we, we didn't come back in, we didn't come in so produced as they do now. You, you didn't know. know, exactly. There was no, no, you were writing, you were writing the blueprint. That's all, that part, that part. And so we came in being authentic and being ourselves and whatever came up came out and I didn't know it was going to stick. And here it is. Like, yeah. If you're not media trained, you don't know what a fucking soundbite is. Like RuPaul really does help the girls. Like I, and like, I respect that so much is like, like she would be like, okay, you, you guys see how I'm saying something like four different ways, like take no, you know, but I I remember the first time you said Jesus is a biscuit. Let, let, let him stop, let you, stop you up. Let yeah. him stop you up. I was like, that's a sound bite. And you were like, it is like, like you, you know, no clue. And I, no clue. No clue. And yet that was like such a thing. Or like the get those nuts out of my face. <laughs> get those nuts out of my face. <laughs> Who knew? I didn't know. I was just doing what was written. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to stick. Oh my God, sharing that, that's, you know, about you starting your company. Like at the time, I didn't even think of it that way. That's such a like eye-opening, like, 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 duh, you didn't fucking trust people. Oh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. You really, like, do, have people told you that, like, you really are an American dream story? No, no one said that to me like that. No, but that is really what it is. Ultimately, like, I've turned my, my shit show into like, you know, a gym you know, of something that's valuable where I could have went the other way and still been a part of been in the system because that's, that, that's what it's designed for is to keep you oppressed and for you to reoffend and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just like, that's not, jail does not look good on me. I'm sorry. And it, people were in, when I was in jail, they were like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I don't know, but I, I'm like, Lil' Kim had to do it. So I'm going to do it too. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> Remember when I had to go for my DUI? <laughs> I think I called you. Like, got any advice? <laughs> All right. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. You told me you were like, tell them you work for fucking RuPaul. <laughs> Period. Period, honey. Period. Yeah. Oh, but no, it really is the American dream. Like, do you ever think of sliding doors? You know, like, it's like you could have, like, gone so many other routes. Like, even just not even leaving when you got outed by your brother. Like, you're like... That part. Have... Yeah, that would have changed the whole trajectory of my life as well. You know... But what I'm... if... No, go no, I'm just glad. I'm just glad I made the choices I have made, and um, everything that I've done has kind of led me to to this place. So I'm I, I have no regrets. Is mm -hmm. what the ultimate, you know, story is. What advice do you wish you could tell, like, other young black queer men? Like, what, what advice do you wish you had when you were younger? Oh, well, the biggest thing that I wish I had what or I had known was that I was okay as I was. You know what I mean? That there was not something wrong with me. We didn't have, especially growing up and being from a, you know, a Black culture who, you know, gay don't exist, you know, in Black culture. Yeah. Especially when it comes to gangs and that's where you can, you come in from the hood. You know, it's just hard. It's hardcore. I didn't have any kind of representation to let me know that I was even artistic or that this was a beautiful thing and that it was going to, you know, you're okay. So I just think it's important that you hold on to your dreams. Like if you're, if you have dreams and aspirations and whether your family gets it or not, because they didn't understand Color Guard either. But that was something that I wanted to do. That was my passion. And so, like, hold on to that. Do it. If it makes you happy, do and go for whatever makes you happy because you can't live your life for other people. Period. Point blank. Either they're mm -hmm. going to come on board or not. Baby, but this is the fast-moving train, and we're going to keep on moving. Period. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> Thank you for teaching me that I am a diva. You are a diva and you have been owning it, honey. Look at you. Look at you doing things. Oh my God. Well, I think people are gonna feel I feel like they're gonna feel like they know you better after listening to this episode. Well, because then there's some things that we haven't, <laughs> talked, we haven't talked about, Chanel. I'm gonna show sending you that video. I cannot wait for you to see it so you can kiki. You know but what story I, I and I tell everyone this story about me the whole time on the drag race cruise bugging you to to dance to Oski Ski, motherfucker. Oh <laughs> my god, you would not let it go. You would not let it go. <laughs> but you got me on the dance floor. You did. You finally got me out there. Finally. I have this. You know what? See, like moral of the story, when you want something, guys, go for it. Like I had this image of me. Like I just wanted to freak dance with Latrice. Like that was the, that was the original <laughs> thing. I was like, I want to freak dance with Latrice. And I in my head, I was like, what song? would be the best song for that. And To the Windows, To the Walls by Lil John was the best song. <laughs> and every night we would go to the discotheca and I would go to the DJ and request that song. <laughs> what? <laughs> and every night, like, we missed it. Like, somehow, like, we fucking we were, missed it. We would go out and go get high and then come back and he would play it before we... 
we were gone. <laughs> a mess. If I wish I had a time capsule and like could kind of go back to that night because I just have these images of us on the discotheca, like Drag Race was just getting off the ground. Like Michelle Visage was with us. Like yeah. <laughs> she was. <laughs> Those are some good times. Those are good Fucking times. good times. Well, this was such a fun catch up. I mean, I did bring like a little joint if we want to like smoke at the end. <laughs> I mean, you know, I always have my vape on. Um, oh, perfect. Like, perfect. Right on deck, you know, always. Is there anything that you want to plug or promote? <laughs> um, No, just catch me on We're Here when it comes out. Um, I'm very excited about that. I'm getting ready to go on. I'll get ready for Christmas. I'm doing some select cities. Why I gotta be white Christmas. I love it. Um, select cities, but I'm gonna be in Palm Springs for like five shows. Check your listings for that. I'm doing oh my God, Palm I should Springs. come. I should come. Uh, yeah, that's not too far from you. You can come over to Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have Jasmine Masters as one of my uh, as my special guest. So <gasps> you should just def- definitely come and see that because it's just gonna be a good time because Jasmine's a hot mess. I love Jasmine Masters. Yeah, so. Oh, well, it was so fun catching up with you. You too. Uh, You too. I love you so much. And I hope to see you really soon. Yes. And will you tell me? Oh, and fun fact, Latrice, I I think one of your your voices in that in the intro to my song for Shut Up Chanel. Am I really? Yeah, because I took I had 20 videos of drag queens saying Shut Up Chanel at DragCon and you were one of them. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're like the final the final Shut Up Chanel. Um, I'm yeah, so you'll have to listen to it. But tell me to shut up even though you're really nice to me. Shut up Chanel. <laughs> All right, let's let's get high. Let's get high. All right, I love you so much. Hold on, I'm gonna stop the recording. Oh, gorgeous. Uh-huh. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me do one pop of smoke before I so that the visual, you know. You gotta have the visual. This is my first wait. I don't even smoke weed before these podcasts because I'm trying to be very professional about it. Like I drink my iced coffee. So this is my first time getting stoned on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Light up a joint wherever you are. For Latrice. For Latrice. (laughs) 